Are you feeling okay? I'm fine. Just woke up feeling a little under the weather. I suppose I, I wanted to ask you if you have any idea what happened to police. No, I don't. Welcome back to the Hide and Fear Horrors podcast, where we review horror movies and horror franchises. I'm Mark. I'm Maria. And today we're reviewing Insidious Chapter 2, released in 2013, written by Lee Winnell and directed by James Wan. Maria, can you give the people a thoughts up? Soon after their showdown with evil spirits that possessed their son, the Lamberts, Renee, and Josh are ready for their lives to return to normal. However, something is still seriously off, especially with Josh, who, unbeknownst to Renee, is possessed too. In order to free Josh's soul and finally defeat the malevolent forces around them, Lorraine Lambert and her ghost-hunting friends investigate the past to save her family's future. To start off, because it ended with Lorraine in a little in, in, a, in a plot summary, seeing Lorraine with the ghost hunters, I didn't know how much I needed to see more Lorraine, but I was like... This fits. This is kind of... I'm enjoying seeing Lorraine with Specs and Tucker and Carl. I was like, this is... I'm like, Elise is dead, but, you know, we got Lorraine here, you know, she representing. I was like, I I like this. I was okay with this. But overall, for better or for worse, this movie was more of the same. Yeah. It really didn't feel any different, which I feel like was an issue. Like, I wanted to... Like, yeah, keep it the same. It it picks up right after it, it, the first one ends. So, yes, you keep it the same. It feels the same. But it's just, it's too much of the same. It doesn't, it doesn't repeat the same beats, but it kind of gets stale towards the middle. In some ways, it repeats the same beats. In other ways, it does some new stuff. Like again, we get to we ex- we get more Lorraine and we get more of Tucker and Specs and you know we we get the the flashback. I love the flashbacks. Like getting more of like Josh's story. Like I enjoy that and watching the flashbacks and having things to be explained later. Like all that was good, but I feel like outside of that, like I still want to know more about the further. And I, I will say. Like, I kind of felt bad for the villain because I was like, damn, that poor kid never had a chance. Like, and it was kind of giving me callbacks to to Sleepaway Camp. I don't want to. Have you guys seen Sleepaway Camp? Yes. Maria, have you seen Sleepaway Camp? Yeah. Yeah, we saw it together. Oh, yeah, we did. Okay, so like for those who haven't, this is a spoiler. But when you get to the end of the movie, you find out that the, the killer is Angela, but Angela isn't a girl. She's a boy who aunt forced her to be a girl, and she kind of lost her fucking mind. So it was kind of giving me callbacks to that, and it just felt like this movie isn't bad, but something's missing. That's my overall thought. What about you, Maria? Honestly, I like this movie better than I like the first movie. I like the storyline um, instead of like the whole astral projection thing going on. Um, I like this movie. I don't like it as much as I do the other movies, but it's definitely up there. Um, I think it's scarier. I think like it's creepier. I like that we focused around the villain 
did I feel bad for him? A little bit. But, like, he also used to kill women. I don't know. So, you know. Um, like, you do feel bad, but then it's like, you know, he did hate women for, uh, you know, for what had happened to him, which makes sense. I mean, he as he should. It's a serial killer origin story. It's what happened with Ed Gein. He hated his mom, so he ate people. Yeah, but um, but overall, I mean, I like I like this movie. I think it's a good movie. Um, it's definitely a movie I've like. If I had to pick between this one and the first one, I'd probably watch this one. You know, I like the story. I like the plot. Um, it keeps me more interested. Whereas the first one, I think it's only a good watch, maybe the first or second time. But then after that, you're like, okay, like I get it. This all makes sense. Like. Let's move on. Whereas this one, I feel like it's more like yeah, I do love Lorraine and Specs, um, but I like the fact that um, that there is an overall plot. Like I feel like the plot here is stronger. I guess if that makes sense. Um, and it's scarier. And I don't know. I I like this movie. Tawana, what about you? What are your overall thoughts? Um. I'd like to first say again, shout out to Renee in this movie, because my good sis was going through it once more. Like, (laughs) I don't know how she did it, because she should have been going after the first one, to be honest with you. But overall, I'm a bit more mixed on this movie than I remember being. Um... I'm kind of the opposite of Maria, where I kind of prefer the first one over this one. I will say, I like even though the first one ended the way that it did, if it if it had never got a sequel, I wouldn't have been mad about it. But getting the sequel and then seeing like the little droplets that were left from the first one that went that crossed over into this one, like using Josh's story and how he was able to like astral project and stuff and, and go into the further, the same as um, his son and, you know, that lead up of the, like the woman in black following him, but you know, we didn't really find much out about it. Then, you know, using this whole movie as that like lift off point to give us that whole story was good the way they went about it. So that I will say I did like, just how, um, you know, they left the little crumbs for us in the first one, then the meet, and then like took it full sin in the second one. Um, so that I did like. Did uh, will also agree that uh, the like the story beats in this one, like were a bit better, just because it was a little more going on. Um, you know, with the first one, once we found out about, um, once we found out about their son, um, Dalton being able to, like, astral project and stuff and what was, like, coming after him, that was kind of, like, it. At that point, it was just, you know, kind of exorcism type of thing, just trying to get him back. Whereas in this one, you know, it was a bit more layers with the, like, the woman in black backstory, how it went all the way into um, into Josh's past with his mom and Lorraine was still there. So, like, it was a really good, like, circle to, like, how it all, like, connected back on each other. So that, I will say, I like a lot about it. And um, we'll agree with Mark as well that the story, like, how the, like, woman in black came to be 
was an interesting one with the with the mom figure and stuff and how that all came of so so like in general like i would say that's all like pretty good as well and we'll agree that lorraine uh, was good i did like her in this one um I thought she, like, you know, I thought she was fine in the first one. Like, she didn't really do as much, but, you know, they really gave her a lot to work with in this one, and uh, she was a good little addition to the that little, um, like, quartet we got with the um, with Tucker Specs and the um, friend of Elise's, whose name I am forgetting. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't... Carl. Carl, yes. But yeah, I don't. I don't think um, I like this one more than the first one. But I can see why some people would like Maria. So I could definitely see it. But yeah, it, it wasn't that that up there for me. But I still do like this movie. Yeah, there were just the first one. Just felt I guess because everything was kind of unexpected. I don't know. I felt like that there was just something missing from this movie. Like I wanted. I expected more than I was given. And that's probably, that's my fault. So, you know, but this is what happens when you get the exact same writer and the exact same director back. Sometimes they just do what worked instead of trying to be innovative. But let's talk about some of the scenes. And I want to say for me, because I caught on, I caught on pretty quickly when, when the music started playing, I was like, huh, who would just be playing the piano? Who would be playing the song? I was like, I was like, is that, is that the husband? Is that Josh trying to like break through? And I was like, maybe, maybe, maybe it's not, I'm thinking too much. But then the moment when she told him, he was, she was like, oh, this, that's our song. And he was like, what song? And I was like, oh shit, that's actually, it's actually Josh. Like trying to communicate. And then when he came back, he was like, I tried everything. I I even played our song. I was like, oh shit. Kinda made me kinda made me all teary eyed. I was like, oh their special song. He was trying to use it. And I like that Dalton was like, okay, I'ma go back in here and go save dad. He actively this is the first time we actively saw him go back into like the dream, which which was pretty good. And all the flashback scenes were good, except for the fact that they dubbed that woman's voice. <laughs> yeah, that was so weird to me. Like the first flashback, I was like, I'm tripping. I have to be tripping. Maybe they did sound alike. But then every time they went back to a flashback, I was like, oh no, they they dubbed that woman's voice. Like, wh- what the fuck? I was like, um, okay. But then... What I wasn't expecting was that Lorraine also has some supernatural powers, which I wanted to be explored more. Yeah. Because I feel like, I feel like, because she wouldn't just like randomly be seen like the old man's ghost. I mean, I just felt like it had to come from somewhere and we don't, they don't, they don't mention his father. So I was like, probably came for her and then foster that fucking kid just be there <laughs> <Don't> s- <laughs> and i'm just like um so does foster not have powers is he like his mama like uh i need he really more just there. <laughs> i'm like he just be there and then also 
when it comes to them taking Josh and Dalton's memories, so like Renee and Foster have to be cursed to remember <laughs> everything just in case. Like, so I have to, so even after my parents die, I have to remember the fact that my brother has these powers just in case I got to go save his ass again. Like, fuck that. Um, the scenes with, with Tucker and Specs when they first go into Lorraine's like basement, those are all great. The, the seance thing was all cool. I feel like I needed more explanation. I wanted to know more about Carl and his little like his little scrabble pieces he was using to communicate with. I just feel like I wanted to know more. And going back to the flashbacks, like the whole back every scene with the with the little boy with Patrick and she's like Patrick! That kind of made me sad because I was like, ah, oh, he was tortured by his mom. His mom, was it was it that his mom wanted a girl or was it that his mom hated his dad so much and the dad wanted a boy so she made him be a girl? I thought it I was wasn't... the mom wanted a girl. And, huh, okay. I was a little confused. But, you know, this movie had great scenes. But there were still things that were just missing in some of those scenes. But what about you, Maria? What are some scenes that stood out? Good, bad, or indifferent? I mean, I liked the scenes where they were exploring the background of um, the guy. I thought, I don't know, they, they were interesting. I don't know. I, I, guess, I guess it's because I really like true crime. So it kind of like taps into that. Um, I, lo- I love Carl. I love the scenes with Carl, Lorraine, Specs, and like, and Tucker. They're such a good team. Yeah, just like the backgrounds of it, and I thought the scares here were good too. I don't know. I just really like this movie. Like this movie just really scratches a good part of my brain. Like when I watch it, I don't love it as much as I love the third one. The third one is so good, and I do agree that like, poor Foster, <laughs> that poor kid. Um. And I think, um, but honestly, I think my favorite scene is when they're, like, at the church. No, they're, I think, I, I don't remember where they were, but I they found basically all the victims, you know? And that scene is just so eerie, and it's just, like, so, like, freaky. <laughs> yeah. And then all, like, the small scenes, the small scary scenes where they move, like, that little stroller thing around, and, like, they're playing the piano and it just brings you back to like simple ghost activity. I don't know. I love this movie. It's really good. To want any scenes, good, bad, or indifferent? Yeah. Um, one scene that I remember from this movie especially was when uh, Renee got slapped by the mom. Don't you dare! I remember laughing so loud like when I, when I saw that in theaters because like it took me off guard like immediately but it was also just the way that she that Renee like fell into the table and stuff and at that point I'm like girl why are you still here like get get them kids and go or at least get the baby and foster and go and leave the other one 
<laughs> like it was just it was just so funny to me. Besides that, though, I did like that scene Maria mentioned when they found all the bodies, and because it was very eerie the way they had them like posted up, like that was very much like some like some horror movie stuff. Like you know, you see things and you're like, yeah, that's like that's like like nightmare fuel type of things. Just seeing like the cover bodies and everything, and like the white like covered in white and all that kind of stuff. So that was a good scene as well. Um, I did like the opener. I mean, Elise, um, the young Lorraine and, and um, Elise, and also Josh, when they brought Elise to like try to see what was like happening with Josh, um, I like that. That's for like the opener, um, the little flashback, and just in general, I liked the scenes where Carl would use those like dice or like the Scrabble pieces. I ask questions and the spirits answer with the dice. You look for the words in the letters. Just cause I thought that was interesting to use and like, you know, you know, like just as more like a visual way to see like how he does what he does compared to like what Elise does usually. So I just thought that was like cool from like a visual standpoint to like depict that. And then when it like turned against them and it wasn't actually like Elise that they thought they were talking to, that was like, uh, like um, how that scene played out. Um, besides that though, I think that was it. I don't really have any scenes. I would say that I disliked in this movie. Um, yeah, I don't think that, yeah, there wasn't much in here that I would say I disliked. Yeah. I don't know. I, again, like, I don't dislike this movie. It just feels like with every scene, with everything, this is something they could go further, but they just stop. That's, a, that's like my issue with, like, certain scenes. Like, certain scenes could be extended to just give it a little bit more meat, but they just, like, they stop. But, Tuan... What are well, there aren't really any kills in here. But what are some of your favorite or standout jump scare moments? That's what we'll do. Jump scares. Definitely that uh, that don't you dare one. Like even though this, I did laugh at that when it initially happened. It definitely caught me off guard, and I, and, I, and I flinched a little bit the first time I watched it. Um. Think that I would say that probably might be the only one that I would say that really got me though. Maria, what about you? What are some jump scares or like scare scenes that stood out for you? Good, bad, or indifferent? Yeah, to to be honest, the one where like, um, where the mom slaps Renee, because it was like it was scary because you just weren't really expecting it, but it was also kind of funny because the she just fell into that table. Um, I don't know. It was like a it was like a Family Guy fall. Like you know they fall in Family Guy, they leg like cross over their back. Like it was like that. (laughs) And then like, and then the the dad Josh, he just comes in, and I mean I know he's technically like her son, he knows what's going on, but he's like, I guess he just picks her up and put her on puts her on the couch, and it's just I don't. It's like a scary scene, but it's funny. I don't know. But that scene, um, I thought was really good. Um, to be honest, that's the one that really, really stood out. Because it was like, at first you jump, and then you're like, what the fuck just happened? And then it just, 
And then it literally just turns to like, technically nothing happened. The only jump scare I would say is, well, for me is when, not even really a jump scare, but like when they were in the, in the attic and they found all the bodies and when they all kind of just like, and they were taking out, well, no, the scene where Dalton, they're in the room with Dalton and they're like, oh, please make it stop. Please make it stop. That was kind of scary. They all kind of just like came after him when he was under the blanket. That kind of like took, it didn't really scare me, but it was like, heavy on the edge of my seat. But since there's no kills, let's go and talk about the characters. Tuan, what are your thoughts on Carl? I thought Carl was a nice little addition since, you know, we didn't have Elise and also, you know, someone that was close to her who had, you know, same, same ish type of abilities that she did. Now I do feel like Elise probably when they got like tricked like that, <laughs> like he did in this one, like, you know, following those clues and actually like made them go to, um, the like mother mother mater um so i don't think that she would have fell for that but either way he was still like um a good character for me and and he didn't like he didn't feel like i'm trying to see how to put this he didn't feel like uh useless like sometimes when i feel like in movies you know when they lose kind of like a character like that like elise and you know they bring like kind of a replacement in to um do the same type of deal or you know kind of be that that character um they may be a little less than but i felt that like like with him paired up with the others like tucker specs and then lorraine i felt like he was a good um like you it was a good usage of him in this movie maria what are your thoughts on tucker and specs actually no 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 maria what are your thoughts on elise Elise, the the ghost Elise. <laughs> yes, the ghost Elise. <laughs> Honestly, it was like, I mean, I I love Elise. Don't get me wrong, but it's like if you're gonna like kill her, then keep her dead. You know, <laughs> it just seems like they killed her, and then they were like, wait, 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 wait never mind. We like we want you in the movie. Um, I mean, I like her, and I like that she was like part of the movie but then it's like but like they brought in carl to have a psychic in the movie but then they brought back the lease i don't know i mean i don't really get it i feel like if they were gonna do that then they should have just kept her alive but they didn't but i mean i love elise though so i guess i have mixed feelings about her being in the movie i think the thing was they killed her because that was part of the original plan original script but they weren't expecting her to be kind of like a a breakout character, so to speak. And once they realized, like, oh, shit, she's actually popular with the fan base. Damn, how are we going to bring her back? That's kind of vibe I got off of it. Yeah, that's. I would say that's why, like, when we were talking about the first one, that's why I said I felt like they... Not they didn't plan it, because obviously it was planned because, you know, the stuff around Josh and everything, but... I felt like her dying didn't work in their favor, especially once you get into the other movies. Um, and, and I feel like, you know, 
they could have probably had her attacked but still be alive. But, you know, maybe it wouldn't have had that much of an impact as having her dead. So it's kind of like a give or take type of thing, I guess, as well. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. I, I can see that. But, Tuan, what are your thoughts on Lorraine? I liked Lorraine in this one. I mean, I, I didn't mind her in the first one either. Like, she's actually had more to do on this one. Like, she was kind of, she uh, hastens, but she was kind of just a little bit there in the first one. You know, she brought Elise, which was the main big thing in the first one. But besides that, um, she was kind of pushed off to the wayside to give more heed to the actual, like, like Dalton, Elise, Josh, and, and Renee, which, I mean, understandably so. But in this one, she had more going on and was actually, like, involved in the story. And I like, like, kind of how you mentioned a little earlier, Mark, I liked her inclusion with the group of, you know, Tuck, like, Tucker Specs and then um, Carl as well. So I would say I, I would say I really liked her in this one. And due to them, like, giving her actually something to do and um, being able to push a little further past what she had in the first movie, it definitely made made her character more likable for me. I'll also say that um, she did a lot. Like, she did a lot for them. Like, she, like, just this one and the, um, and the first one. Like, she brought Elise, like, just even, even initially for Josh, like, in the past, like, finding Elise and deciding to even go, like, go with that and um you know trying to look out like find carl and stuff like that so it it was she was very important in this one i, I don't feel they could have gotten through what they did what what was going on without her to be honest maria what are your thoughts on renee honestly i don't really like renee <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know what it is I mean, I'll admit, though, she is very strong for what she went through and fighting so hard for her family. But, like, I don't know if it's maybe the actress and she's, like, crying and screaming all the time, which makes sense. I mean, I understand. I would be crying all the time if there was some weird shit happening in every house I go into. Um, But, I mean, she's okay. (laughs) Like, I understand her value. And I see how, like, important she is, you know? And I understand why the character is the way it is. I, I guess, personally cannot help but be, like... But, like, 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 like when I see Renee on the screen, I'm like, oh, I guess. <laughs> so, she's... I guess she's my least favorite out of the whole cast. Um, besides Josh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it well, is would... about him. But, yeah. Well, I want to talk about Dalton. Dalton wasn't really, he wasn't a big focal point in this movie. I feel like the last movie was kind of all about, let's save Dalton, let's get Dalton back. And besides like that one scene in, in the bed and he was like under the, the blanket, we didn't really get that much of Dalton until the very end when he was like, mom, I can do it. I can go save dad, which I kind of saw that coming. And I was like, they're going to, they pr- like I said, they didn't repeat a lot of the same beats, but then they also kind of did. They did a lot of role reversal. Like now it's instead of Josh going to save Dalton, it's Dalton going to save Josh, which I kind of saw that coming, but it was still kind of nice to see 
especially when they all came back. Foster still didn't have a fucking line, so whatever. Like justice for for Foster, okay? Because it's always Dalton being kidnapped in his dreams, and they picking the baby off the crib. Put the, put the baby on the. Can we go back to that? Why are they putting the baby on the floor? Like, <laughs> what did the baby do to the ghost to be put on the floor? I was like, wait. I was like, wait. Of all the fucking things, why are you fucking with the baby? The baby ain't did nothing. The baby can't astro project. Like, I don't. But I'm like, everything happening to everybody but Foster. Like, he gonna have some strong middle child syndrome going on because Foster just be there. I'm like, Dalton being kidnapped, the baby being put on the floor, and Foster just going to school and doing his homework. Like, Foster's life is being uprooted because his siblings and his daddy. Like, I, I feel for Foster. Justice for Foster. But, Maria, what are your thoughts on Josh? I feel the same way about Josh the way I feel about, like, Renee. <laughs> I don't know why. There's just, like, something about the both of them that I'm just like, I guess. Um, I can't really tell you what it is. I don't know. They're just not likable to me. They're, like, like, and it's funny because I know Josh is, like, one of the really main characters. But, like, I could do without him. I like everybody else besides them. Um, I mean, it's not like I hate them. I'm just like, you know, it's like, I guess you're here. Um, but I feel like, I mean, you don't really see him much in this movie, especially because, you know, he's possessed most of the time. Um, or like, not possessed, but he's like in the further most of the time, I guess. Um, that whole, that that song scene that you mentioned earlier, yeah, that, that was cute. It was cute. Um that I care that it was something between Josh and Renee, not really. <laughs> um, he's okay, I guess. I don't know. Just something about these people, about that couple. I'm just like, eh, eh, okay. Um, I don't know, but yeah, I think it's because he's bland. Like, I don't think he he makes as much of, of an impact as like. Tucker and Specs, so it's like, or like as Lorraine or Elise, I feel like they have bigger personalities than Josh and and Renee. Um, they just seem like very bland people to me. I think I think that's what it is. That's insane, given that they're like the main two characters of the first two movies, and the first movie is mostly through her POV. Like, I agree with you. Like, Josh, possessed, unpossessed, whatever the fuck, is a piece of shit. Because it's still on site, the fact that he at the school was sleeping while she taking care of three kids under 10. But, like, even possessed, he's still an asshole. And I was just, but I I get you. I don't, yeah, I can kind of see it. It's just insane that the two characters you're supposed to connect with the most, that you didn't have any connection with them. What about you, Tawan? What are your thoughts on Josh? Yeah, they <laughs> they didn't do Josh any favors in this one because, uh, all like already going back to the first one, like he was kind of you know not present most of the time. So with him now being like 
taking over, you know, possession type of deal. Um, even though this isn't like the actual Josh, I mean, he was, he wasn't like on that level that wasn't second, but he was kind of like doing some of the stuff that the, the, um, Mother Mater was like possessing him with and whatnot, like trying to, like, antag- not antagonize, but you know, question Renee, like, on what she was seeing, like, you know, kind of like dissing it in a, in a way. But, um, Josh the Spirit, I mean, was a bit better, but, uh, I don't know, like. <laughs> I feel like Josh the Spirit kind of did less. <laughs> Honestly, like Dalton, like I would say Dalton, uh, you know, helped him, Dalton helped him get back. And then Elise and Carl were like kind of the main ones who actually freed him. So, yeah, Josh didn't actually do much. Now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> well, why don't you continue? What are your thoughts on the dark haired woman, a.k.a. Patrick's crazy bitch of a mother um well she was she was scary as hell i give her like the the whatever actress they had playing her like she was on a 10 the entire time because uh she was creeping me to fuck out i'm not gonna lie uh besides that i i like that how not I like what the character did, but I like the backstory that they gave in regards to it. Just you know how they like strung it all out for us, and how they how the like Mother Mater was was also um, stringing along like Carl Lorraine, trying like tricking them into a situation so that they so that they could um, like attack when when they wanted to. So I did like that whole aspect of like the character using like you know the 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 almost at the following using the further to you know get what they wanted in the, in that sense but besides you know the backstory that we got and how horrific the mother was to to like the, the I think it was Parker Crane correct I believe that was yep they're the cranes yeah. Yeah, so it was, um, yeah, so, yeah, how she, like, treated her son, Parker, that was, um, uh, I kind of lost my train of thought. I'm going to restart that. <laughs> um, I would say that I did like the, uh, the way they presented the story of how, um, she kind of, like, kind of basically, like, tortured her son and made him, like, snap and eventually start murdering people for, like, for, like, fun, almost, and putting that hatred in them for like women and stuff like that. So yeah, overall, like not saying like I like this character, but I like the way they went about this character and given the backstory they did, given what little information we had going into it. So yeah. Maria, what are your thoughts on the the black haired woman? I mean she was scary. But <laughs> I like how like you think, you know, Parker's the one that's over here doing weird shit and he's, like, you know, evil. And then this whole time, it's, like, it's her. Um, I kind of wish we would have gotten a little bit more background on her, though. Like, why 
I mean, I'm, I don't think it really mattered to the movie, though. I think that's, like, my own curiosity of, like, why are you doing this, you know? Um, but, I mean, I liked her character. I liked her, I mean, she was a ghost, but she had a lot more, um, I feel like she had a, she gave a lot. Um, and she was scary, like, <laughs> Like, she was so creepy. Um, like, that lady was a... Cause, and, you, and you could just, like, see in her face that she was just evil. And then you're like, okay, like, now, like... And then you're like, okay, I see where Parker Crane gets it from, you know? <laughs> um, I guess, like, as an antagonist, I liked her. Maybe I do wish there was more, but like I'm kind of sad. I'm kind of satisfied with um with the way it, with I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied with her because you know we had Parker, and I feel like Parker kind of like filled in a lot of the things that would have been missing if it was just her as the villain. I get what you mean. Yeah, it was definitely it. It was definitely a needed part. They definitely balance balance each other out, but like her her part was very like, I wasn't expecting them to give me a backstory of the woman in black. So having that and find out like, oh, it's actually a man who just dresses up as as this woman in black, and then kills the victim, and then you're like, okay, why does that happen? And then you like goes back and then see how crazy his mom is with that fucking white white makeup she had on her face even before she was dead was just insane but then when you go to Parker Parker Crane who's also the woman in white I mean the bride in black I mean like the whole purpose like, his whole purpose of trying to like take over Dalton take over Josh is because he just wanted his childhood back because his fucking crazy mom tortured him, forced him to wear girl clothes, forced him to go by a girl's name when that's not, that wasn't his identity. And then after the bitch died, she was haunting him and, and making him kill people. So it's just like, I was like, damn, why do I kind of feel sorry for this ghost? And I was like, if you're being honest, like, Y'all might as well just let him take over Parker. I mean, Foster, because y'all don't care about Foster no how. But what about you, Tawan? What are your thoughts on Parker Crane, a.k.a. The Bride in Black? So I will say I never, I definitely didn't expect the way this story went with Parker Crane. Like, from um, the woman in black to what we actually find out was actually happening um, in their childhood. So that was, I would say, like, an interesting type of thing. But, um... I like the parallel that you did give in the beginning to um to sleep sleepaway camp. I thought that was actually that was actually a good little parallel there for this, but um I definitely didn't see that coming with Parker's character, and it definitely makes you feel bad. But at a certain point, that stops, and you can't really go any much further with it because you're kind of to what's the term I'm looking for. You're kind of too far gone at a certain point because at that point you're just killing people 
just to kill people, even though, like, even if it's, like, a hatred or whatnot, you're still murdering people, and, yeah, there's, there's just, like, a certain line, you know, where you get to where there's no kind of, like, redeeming that. The situation was bad, but, um, you can't really do much further past that. Marie, what about you? What are your thoughts on The Bride in Black? I mean, I liked their backstory. I was not really expecting... I think when I first watched it, I was really not expecting that twist that this whole time it was a guy. Um, did I feel bad for him? Well, yeah, but, you know, it doesn't change the fact that he murdered a lot of people. Um, especially because, you know, he murdered, yeah, out of hatred, and you just can't really... It's, I don't know. I just, it's like no matter what happened, I don't think it's like an excuse. You know what I mean? Um, but honestly, what I really, really, really liked about his character was the fact that, like, well, his character and Lorraine is the fact that, like, it all literally tied back to, you know, because I like that it tied back to Lorraine. The fact that, like, he was a patient of hers and, like, you know, he shot, he saw Josh that one time and that's why he started following them, basically, because he was like, I want to be a little boy again, which makes sense. I mean, I understand, I understand that's why he wanted to get into um, Dalton, but then it's like, or I mean, Josh, well, well, yeah, into Josh. But then it's like, he was still kind of killing people, though. Like, even though he was in Josh, that it's kind of really hard to, like, forgive that. It's like, I get that you're traumatized, but, like, you never actually stopped killing people. Yeah. So, you know, at what point is it is it going to be, you know, okay, I guess? Um, yeah. But, um... Yeah, I mean, I like his character. I do like the complexity of it. Um, I like that it's like, you know, you yeah, you, you can't help but sit there and feel bad for him. But then it's like, you know, this man is murdering people even in death. Like, he does not care. <laughs> He's been long gone way before. I think, yeah, he never, I, yeah, like, I think what, what you said earlier, Mark, like, he never had a chance and... He's just going to have to kind of live with that. <laughs> um, so I liked the complexity of the character, which is why I like this movie better than I like the first movie. Because there's more depth with the characters. You know, you, you get a real feel of everyone around. Well, besides Josh and Renee, but, you know, that's, that's different. But, like, you feel like you get a real feel of, like, of everything that's happening. You get more of an insight of, like, the ghosts and... I don't know. I like this movie, so. Well, we've almost come to the end, but first, Tawan, can you give the people the behind-the-scenes info and facts? Yes, I can. So, Insidious Chapter 2 had a budget of $5 million and brought in a box office of 106, 
$161.9 million. A little bit of interesting facts about the movie. Uh, James Wan wanted to focus of the follow-up to be about tension built in a marriage between spouses. Um, a majority of the film was shot inside Linda Vista Community Hospital, which also doubles as the abandoned hospital that the characters visit. When Lorraine wakes up in her room just before she goes to check on the two boys, the old horror movie playing on the TV is Carnival of Souls from 1962. And City not only shares similarities with the film as the plot also features the main character stalked by a ghoul. The UK trailer of the the UK trailer of the movie shows footage of Lindsay Sims' actual voice without the Lynn Shea overdub. Some critics' reactions, the film currently sits at a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. The Telegraph gave the film a positive review, stating that the scares are um, mostly very scary indeed, and that means the film does its job. Variety praised the artfully eerie cinematography work of John R. Leonetti and a pervasively unsettling atmosphere constructed by sound designer and editor Joe Dusbin. Fondas further wrote that where so many sequels seem like they seem like mere remakes of their predecessors with bigger budgets and less imagination, Insidious Chapter 2 feels like a genuine continuation of characters we enjoy getting to know the first time around and wouldn't at mind returning to again. Lastly, The Hollywood Reporter wrote, setting aside the movie's tediously lame dialogue, self-conscious performances, and frequently predictable scares, the narrative's compulsively shifting chronology intermittently manages to manage, I mean, to engage, although it does little to obscure the distracting shortcomings of both plot and character development. Well, enough about them. What about us? Do we cash or pass Insidious Chapter 2? Maria? I cash. I, I have this movie on DVD already. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I just, I really like the trilogy. I like, you know, that it kind of paved the way for a lot of different movies. Um, like the first one I really liked cause it was different cause I liked the music, um, the score on it. And like, it was just different, you know? And then I like this one because it was more, to me, it was more in depth. Um, I feel like the scares there were there I feel like there were more pop up scares, but that I just I really, really didn't mind. Um So yeah, I mean I'll cash. I really like this movie. Tuan, do you cash your pass in City of Chapter Two? Yeah, I would say even though like I don't like it as much as the first one, I still would cash this movie. Um, I do still think this is a good movie. Um, I would just say after this most recent watch, probably my my ranking of the movies has changed a bit. But regardless of that, uh, the movie's still good. It's a good continuation of the first one, and the story that it follows up on is um like a little more crafted this time around instead of like the general exorcism type of thing where we're just trying to rid the spirit um from you know being in a child or near a child you know it's a little bit different the way that it goes about itself so i would give this one a cash for me even with the problems i had the movie this movie i it's still a good movie it's definitely a cash for me it continues the story i think what saves it is that we get such like a in-depth backstory to the bride in black and we get like a whole like we get a quick origin story we understand the character we then we were able to see how it all began by this was lorraine's patient and then she brought her son to work one day and then there it all started so i loved how it all came together and i don't know 
It's a pass. I mean, it's it's a cash. It's a cash. But join us next week as we review Insidious Chapter 3. Is that what it's called? Insidious Chapter 3. So, hopefully the the cashing keeps on keeps on rolling even though I've heard mixed things about Insidious Chapter 3. So, we shall see. So, thanks for joining us. Good night. If you like this episode, please be sure to check out Hide and Fear Horror's past reviews from big franchises like Halloween, Friday the 13th, in the Chucky franchise, or one-off reviews like Us and Midsommar. You can follow Hide and Fear Horrors on Instagram and TikTok, where the host posts updates and mini-reviews. Full episodes are available on several podcasting platforms. If you're listening to us on YouTube, don't forget to please like and subscribe. Hide and Fear Horror is produced by Mark Smart, Maria Perez, and Tuan Griffin. Edited by Mark Smart. Theme by Lethal Injections. The Haddonfield Horrors Podcast is a Letters to Media production. Should we do an intro?